Welcome back to Gals on Topic, your favorite book club, and then some. I'm Sadie. I'm Izzy. And we're back. <laughs> we're back. For this topic, once again, chapters. <laughs> or I can't even talk. I can't even say it. And I've done it before. A Court of Mist and Fury, chapters 30 through 33. Yes. And the once again that Sadie said is because... <laughs> This is a re-record. <laughs> we were foiled by technology. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happened. It did not, the episode did not save. It, it like half saved. It's yeah. there. It's there on the computer, like a tease. It just won't open. Yeah, when you click on it, it's like, this file doesn't exist. I'm like, but I'm, but I'm looking at it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yep. So... In real life, we recorded this episode several weeks ago. Yeah, like pre-vacation. Almost like a month ago. Oh, God. <laughs> um, but back we are to re-record. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just going to have to heavily rely on my notes here about what I was thinking because obviously I have more context now. We've actually only recorded two more episodes after this. So while it's been a long time. Right, because we were on vacation. Uh, yeah, because we went on vacation. So while it's been a long time, I haven't read that far ahead. Um, but already reading my notes, I see that like some of my things have been since confirmed. But that's okay. I'm still just going to, you know, really embody that chapter 30 to 33 Sadie Mm-hmm. And the passion I felt then. Yes. Yes. In, in real life, we've read through chapter 41. So, you know, this will be a different perspective. Totally. We'll have some hindsight, you know, switching things up, keeping things interesting. Yeah, we totally did this on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be so good. <laughs> but, for the, but for listeners who haven't read, I still want us to avoid spoilers. So, like, yeah. I'm going to try not to talk about what I do know. Oh, I'm going to be like really embodying you. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I love it. Let's see how hard this this chair is. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Well, let's just let's just dive in. Yeah. Okay. And you know what? I barely remember recording the first time because I was hammered. She was. (laughs) I wasn't going to say it, but now I will. That's probably the reason it didn't say. You know what? We both knew it. I've I've thought it. Um, But who knows? All we know is we were foiled by technology. We we can blame it on me because I just still let Izzy be the leader and do all of the technical stuff. And I just sat here watching her be drunk. Yeah. And it was the only episode I've ever been drunk for. I came back from a work dinner or something. And I was just on one. You're having a great time. So maybe it's best that the episode didn't see the light of day. (laughs) I'm sad. It was fun. But it's okay. So is this one. Okay, so let's get into it. Let's do it. Chapters 30 through 33, part two, round two. Okay, (laughs) so we left off with Reese and Feyre having a fun night out on the town and very much flirting with each other. And we pick up with Feyre training her fighting skills with Cassian at the House of Wind, and he's helping her get physically stronger and teaching her how to hit stuff hit and stuff (laughs) stuff. but I guess hit stuff and um 
One of the things Sadie and I said before this episode is this is such a good chapter. If we have to re-record any chapters, this was a really good one. Yeah, it's this one is of, one of my favorite chapters so far. It's one of my favorite chapters. Period. Of, period. Yeah. In the whole book. So her and Cassian are taking a break from training. They're getting some water. And Feyre's watching Asriel and Reese spar. And Asriel's working off some frustration because... He's been hitting roadblocks in his mission to find out more about the queens. And they happen to be shirtless. And Feyre cannot stop staring at their tattoos, their muscles. She's taking it all in. Yes, the Bat Boys. The Bat Boys. <laughs> so Do they ever officially get called that in the book? No. Okay. <laughs> it's just a TikTok thing. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> <laughs> That would be really funny if it that would if be. Feyre I, just started calling. Well, them the I bat could, boys. I could see like a Amarantha type uh, character calling them that, like in the war or something, like derogatory. Like, yeah, yeah, like in a bad way. But then it kind of we're just like, ooh, we like it. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna reclaim it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. No, that is very much a TikTok phrase. Well, I like it. I like it. And it makes me nervous that you you are watching. Akamath TikTok. I get I get a lot of um like who should like fan casting. Oh. Yeah. And I yeah. think it's because of that TikTok I posted. Mm, yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. There was a Taylor Swift backup dancer that really should be in the running for reset. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, for context of Sadie's TikTok. Yeah, yeah, it was funny. But um, anyway. <laughs> yeah, okay, so so uh, is admiring their tattoos. Um, Cassian is noticing her staring and tells her more about the history of, like, Illyrian tattoos, which is really helpful considering Feyre has one. Lest us forget, she has a full sleeve. That's Sometimes crazy. we forget. I feel like I <laughs> she has I, a full sleeve. She always says tugs on the bond. She doesn't really talk about the tattoos anymore. Mm-hmm. She still is fully tatted. She's fully tatted. Yep. But we learn more history around this, which maybe, you know, helps us warm up to the idea of a full sleeve. So Cassian... Ooh. <laughs> Cassian tells her that Illyrians get the tattoos when they are initiated as Illyrian warriors for luck and glory in battle. So Cassian tells her the history of the tattoos. And my question for you is, does that make the sleeve any better? Um, what was the history again? <laughs> So Feyre is basically realizing that her tattoo has been made with Illyrian markings. And this could have been Reese's way to wish her luck and glory. Oh, yes. In the yes, trials. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, no, no, no. And I remember what I said <laughs> last time. It was he could have just given her a thumbs up or a high five. Yeah. No, 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 no. I, I forgot, but I remember now. And no, no. Let me just permanently mark your body to wish you good luck are you joking <laughs> wait though speaking of tattoos did you like the picture that i sent you over vacation of me with a random like sharpie drawing all is over he, my arm? is he 
I need your permission to post that. I give you permission. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my god, it's so iconic. Literally, <laughs> Izzy is Farah, and she didn't even know it. Like you hadn't even read the book at that point, right? No, that was uh, over two years ago. Yeah. Should I submit that picture to Hulu? <laughs> <laughs> Basically, no, go on the site where you've made your account for her <laughs> yeah. to be available for roles and just put that as my profile picture. <laughs> I'm dead. So basically, um, at my college friend's reunion, which was a year out of college, so two years ago, one of my we were all really drunk at this cabin, and one of my guy friends had a sharpie and was just like drawing on all of us. And on me, he drew a full sleeve of like it, it's literally sharpie. like a half sleeve, like goes up to her elbow, just like Farah. <laughs> like you're meant, it was meant to be. That came up on my phone, you know, when it just shows you a random picture. Yeah, and I was like, no way. <laughs> I was like, no way. <laughs> yes that will that will be posted on instagram absolutely it will oh my god amazing so anyway we learned the history of the tattoo doesn't make it better that she has a sleeve but Feyre does enjoy reese and Azrael's tattoos and she loves watching them fight each other shirtlessly sweat glistening me too girl and in this scene in this moment this is the first time that she's inspired to paint again. Like this is the first time she can see an image that, you know, she has these, she'll see something and then an image will will flash into her head and she'll be like, I want to paint this. Right. And she'll think of a title of a painting that she wants to do someday, but that hasn't been happening since Under the Mountain. Yeah. And this is the first time. And who can blame her? Two shirtless men. This is beautiful. (laughs) With their tattoos. So during this water break... Cassian says to her, so when are you going to talk about how you wrote a letter to Tamlin telling him you've left for good? Bold. Yeah. Also, the letter she wrote, remember, was like two sentences. Yeah. Yeah. Even calling it a letter is a bit much. (laughs) But this is really exactly what Feyre needs because she does not process her emotions and doesn't willingly share anything Mm -hmm. or talk anything through and so she needs someone like Cassian who like will prompt her to talk about things but not push her too much and he does such a good job here like such a good job yeah so Feyre immediately gets snarky of course and says how about when you talk about how you tease and taunt more to hide whatever it is you feel for her and Cassian's like sweetie that's old news and then Feyre says I have a feeling that's what she says about you, which is savage. (laughs) (laughs) I wrote that because I had previously had the prediction that there was a bit of a love triangle between Cassie and Moore and Az because clearly she has something going on with Az right now, but there's just seems it almost seems forbidden because of Cass or something. And we get a little, we've gotten a little bit more detail in the next few chapters still still some more perspectives I'd like to hear on that but Mm -hmm. um in this moment I did write that it sounds like I was right Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah and Cassian's like okay you're gonna talk shit let's get back in the ring and Feyre's thinking about what Cassian just said how she has told Tamlin she's left for good because saying it out loud 
is making her think about how badly Tamlin's probably reacting. <laughs> yeah. Which, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's good. It's like making her process again the consequences and the, you know, the, re- the, the actualities of the situation. And she's kind of like acknowledging that, oh, just because I wrote that note doesn't mean it's oh like it's not the door isn't completely closed like i we still need to talk and there's yeah there's still things to to be considered yeah so cassian can see that fair is upset and he can also see that she's mad because obviously only reese was there when she wrote that letter so it's gone down the pipeline and made its way through the telephone um and fair is like glaring at Reese mad about the fact that he told Cassian about this and Cassian just straight up apologizes and he says look I'm sorry what you did was really hard and this was just my shitty way of wanting to see if you needed to talk about it but I'm really sorry and that's a really nice apology yeah it was good so she says it's fine like she's she gets past it she's not mad at him they start training again but she can swear that Reese is watching her out of the corner of his eye and has been ever since Cassian asked that question. And as Feyre starts practicing her punches again, Cassian says, you didn't answer the question, though. And Feyre says, I'm fine, but internally starts having this big epiphany. She's thinking about how it used to be love and she really meant it, but those emotions had also blinded her from her temper And the need that Tamlin has for control. And Cassian's like, okay, yeah, like, fine is good. Fine is great. But Feyre is, like, so not fine. Yeah. (laughs) She starts thinking. She's still, still, you know, practicing punching with him. But she starts thinking about how she did literally everything for Tamlin. Like, she sacrificed every part of herself. She literally killed people. She debased herself. She lost all dignity. Yeah. And he literally just sat beside Amarantha on his throne. And he didn't even risk anything for her to save her. Yeah, he just was on his knees begging. The only time he risked anything was the very last night. And instead of trying to free her, he tried to have sex with her. Yeah. And she's like, the way that this part of the chapter is written is just so therapeutic and beautiful. It's like, it's like one, two, punch. And then she like has another thought and she's like, one, two, punch. And then she's like, and he didn't do anything. One, two, punch. And she's like, and I gave everything. And it's just like so passionate and it's so therapeutic and just so well written. And as you're reading along, you're like, yes, yes. Like, yeah, didn't risk anything. Like the only thing he risked was so he could freaking get laid. And it's crazy because in the moment in that book, you're so like, happy that he's doing something yeah and like showing her that he loves her and you like miss their connection so much that when he does that you're so happy just like Farah is but then you like sit back and reflect and you're like wait what the fuck he was like she's probably gonna die tomorrow so let me fuck her basically one last time like what yeah Ugh. gross yeah 
it um makes you really reflect (laughs) (laughs) sarah sarah fooled us all in that moment so um oh the last realization though that Farah has is that even when amarantha was about to kill Farah, reese is the one who got involved while tamlin just got on his knees and begged her yeah and so Farah's like overall yes he fought for me but she fought so much harder for him yeah and she also is realizing that she went through all of this you know again lost her dignity killed people went through three months of torture and then when she got her powers back she says he had the nerve to shove me in a cage and say i was no longer useful for his peace of mind Mm. disgusting and she says he'd given me everything I needed to become myself, to feel safe. And when he got what he wanted, when he got his power back and his lands back, he stopped trying. It's true. It is true. And so Farah's having these realizations and doesn't even realize that she started sobbing as she's still doing her one-two punch with Cassian. Yeah. Until she realizes that she can feel skin on skin and she's burned through her sparring pads. So she's like directly just punching Cassian in the chest. And I love this part because she looks up and Cassian's just staring at her like palms raised, basically being like, I'm OK. You can keep going if you need to. Yeah. Like very really gentle. Sweet. Yeah. Really sweet. Just like a good friend. Really good friend. Yeah. I mean, just imagine this scene, right? Like, this is why I just need the show to happen. I can see like, it so vividly. Just imagine, like, she's sobbing. She's having all these thoughts. Like, sh- she's just punching and punching and punching, eyes closed, sobbing. And he's, like, he he's burned through the gloves. He's just holding up his hands, taking it because he's a good-ass friend. It's a really good friend. So and- good. Everyone should just go read that chapter. Yeah. And then finally, literally months later, after, you know, escaping under the mountain, Feyre finally is coming to terms with what happened because she looks up at Cassian and just says, I killed them, which she has never said out loud. Yeah. And Cassian just says, I know, which is the perfect response. Yes. Doesn't try to make it okay. Doesn't try to comfort her, but also doesn't shame He's just like, yeah, that happened. And Feyre says, it should have been me. And then she starts sobbing again and then feels darkness around her. And fingers lift up her chin. And Reese is now standing in front of her. And she tries to look away, but he holds her face to look at him. And the darkness was from he's like wrapped his wings around her basically Mm -hmm. so she was like crying looking down and in that time like Reese you know swooped in which I love he's like I got this yeah he's like trying to give her privacy kind of exactly and he he goes to the privacy for her to have a breakdown yeah um it's just so it's just so tender and I love that between him and Cassian like she has the space to have this moment that she needs yeah and Reese says, you will feel that way every day for the rest of your life. And I know this because I have felt that way every day since my mother and sister were slaughtered and I had to bury them myself. 
and even retribution didn't fix it. And then he wipes away her tears. And he says, you can either let it wreck you, let it get you killed like it nearly did with the weaver, or you can learn to just live with it. And I'm literally obsessed with him in this moment. (laughs) He like relates to her. He tells her it's okay, but he also gives her some like words of strength to start getting better. Right. Yeah. Right. So Feyre says she's sorry about his family. And Reese says that he's sorry that he didn't find a way to spare her from what happened under the mountain and from wanting to die. And then he tells her he has two kinds of nightmares. The one where he's Amarantha's whore or his friends are. And the ones where he hears her neck snap and sees the light leave her eyes. It's so sad. It's and sweet. So sad. <laughs> he literally has nightmares about favorite dying. I know. I wrote that. I, I wonder if Tamlin has nightmares about her death, too. Probably. Maybe. I bet Lucian even has nightmares about favorite's death. Well, Lucian, 10 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but then the next line is funny because Reese just said this incredibly emotional thing and then the next line was Feyre admiring his muscles again and like <laughs> looking at how tan and chiseled his abs are she's like wiping away her tears just like staring at his rock hard abs yeah literally she's like I guess it's fine yeah <laughs> and then she asks about the fire that she just summoned because when she was punching and like getting you know hit with the wave of memories and anger Mm -hmm. she burned through her sparring pads and reese tells her that's autumn court a gift from its high lord baron shout out to lucian's dad and Feyre asks okay so if i have gifts from all the high lords and you're the most powerful high lord ever is the gift that I have from you the strongest gift that I have? He's like, oh, I don't know. Let's test it out. Summon darkness. And she's like, well, I don't know how. And he says, try thinking of me, how good looking I am, how talented. <laughs> Which I love that they can always fall back into this place of banter and keeping things light. Like it yeah. makes it okay to have this emotional breakdown because then it just immediately goes back into a comfortable, easy conversation. Right, you know? right. And so he's watching her try to summon darkness and she just says, put a shirt on. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, am I making you uncomfortable? And she says, I'm surprised there aren't more mirrors in this house since you seem to love looking at yourself so much. (laughs) And for once, that's a good line. And Reese is smiling. Cassian's in the distance, literally like mouth over hand over his mouth, trying to not laugh. And then Feyre tries to look inward to summon darkness, but she's like pretty afraid to tap into quote unquote darkness within herself because in her mind, like there's so much darkness. And she just thinks of darkness as sad, gloomy, depressed. Yeah. Yeah. She has a very negative connotation and Reese seeing her struggle in this moment he summons this very quiet, peaceful darkness around them. Like the night sky with little twinkly stars. Yep. Which is a very romantic move. Mm-hmm. To just be able to whip out whenever you want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
So Faye reaches out and she's able to like literally touch the starlight around her. And she says she feels serene and calm for the first time that she can remember. And then the darkness vanishes and Reese. Oh, wait. First, Reese tells her that there's different types of darkness, like the one he just summoned. Yeah. It's peaceful. And there's not it's not inherently bad or good. Right. So then the darkness vanishes and Reese tells her, we can work on yours later. For now, go take a bath. And she flips him off and asks Cassian to fly her home. And that's the end of this chapter. And I literally wrote, I feel like they only train for two seconds every time. Yeah. And then they just move on. And I'm like, she needs to learn. They train for two seconds and nine times out of ten, like nothing happens. It was the same with reading. Like she had one reading lesson. Now she's just reading novels. No, I know. But like these ones, the past few like powers lessons, she like tries to do it. Can't. And he's like, we'll try again later. Like, I'm like... <laughs> Time is of the essence. There's a war approaching. Yeah, like with the adder when she was trying to summon powers and she couldn't do anything. And then she got kidnapped and then went once. And Reese is like, well, we'll try again next week. <laughs> <laughs> like we need focus. Yeah. But I wrote no notes for this chapter. Yeah, because totally. It's one of my favorites and it warms my soul. Yes, that is. That's my favorite chapter so far in the book. Really? Even into... Where we've read now, I think. Yeah. This one really gets me. It yeah. does. It really does. It's just so needed, too, at yes. this point. Yes. I feel like um, I was listening, or I was editing episode six for this, for A Quarter Mist and Fury today, and I can, like, hear you getting frustrated with Feyre and Reese. <laughs> Like, it's so long that she's so sad. It is. And, it like, is. so long where it's just one way. Like, Reese is just, like, pushing trying to and pushing, pushing her. And she's just, like, so dead inside. Yeah. So yeah. this was, like, such a breakthrough and a breath of fresh air and such a nice moment. Yeah, for sure. But, okay, chapter 31. So chapter 31 opens with Cassian and Feyre training again. And Thank then, God. and then they get interrupted. <laughs> like of course. So they're training. Amran's watching them. Feyre says, basically, this is what she's been doing for the last four days. She's been training her fighting skills with Cassian in the morning, and then working with Reese in the afternoon on powers. But she says she hasn't been making much progress. There's still been no news from the summer court. No news from the spring court. No news from Azrael. In regards to the queens or the book of breathings. So then more shows up and Cassian asks her where she went the other night. And Feyre internally says like, oh yeah, we all had gone out the night before dancing with the crew. And she was basically sitting in a corner the whole time. But her and Azriel were having a betting game on how many people would ask to go home with Reese. So it's kind of funny. Yeah. And I like her and Azriel having this bonding moment. Me too. Me too. Um, but he like declines everyone and doesn't go, doesn't take anyone back. And I wrote, he declines because he has mated with Faye. <laughs> I forgot about that theory. <laughs> Still alive and well. About the mating theory? Yeah. When he stumbled. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I also like this because based on what we know about Asriel so far, I feel like being one-on-one with him could be really awkward, but it sounds like him and Feyre really get along. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And she brings him out of his shell a little bit. He has some fun, so I like it. I I feel like Asriel is like one of those people who is quiet and reserved, but not shy. You know what I mean? Because you have someone who like will stand there with confidence and ease and like, they're not necessarily saying anything, but they don't seem shy or res- like if you talk to him, he's going to talk with confidence. You know what I mean? That's fair. Yeah. Or like if you were standing, like he's the kind of guy who's like not saying anything, but if you were standing right next to him, he'd like whisper little funny things about the That's situation. True. Introverted definitely doesn't equal shy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's my point of view on him. I like that. Um, but anyway, on this night out, apparently more slipped out and Cassian's interrogating her on where she went. But she's not telling Cassian where she was or who she was with. But she does say Reese is coming in a few moments to give them some news. And then Reese shows up and he says, ready to go on a summer holiday? <laughs> <laughs> And this is anticlimactic now because we've read those chapters, but in the moment, we were going to a new court. Yes, it was so exciting. And the summer court, which we love summer. I know. We're experiencing summer now. It's lovely. Yeah. (laughs) Not everyone gets to go, though. Just Feyre, Amran, and Reese. And Cassian's like, why you three? But Reese says to Cassian, well, the last time you were there, you wrecked a building so you aren't going and bringing Amryn because she's the scariest and we need her in case it's some kind of trap and then Feyre's obviously going because she needs to be the bloodhound and track down the book yeah so they like talk about their plan here to basically Resand and Amryn are going to be distractions talking about the war and alliances and planning or whatever they're talking about um and then the whole time Feyre is going to be kind of just like on the lookout trying to feel where the book might be yeah and I don't know why but like when we were waiting for the summer court's response like up until this moment I really just thought we were going to go and explain the situation (laughs) And just ask for it. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, not what happened. We know that Reese does not like telling people his plans. That's true. That's true. But like, I don't know why I thought that, but I was literally like, they're just going to go have a serious conversation with them. <laughs> <laughs> no, not. Um, we're going for some tricking and deceiving and manipulating. <laughs> I mean, makes for a better plot. I for the greater good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Cassian really wants to come for protection. But Amran's like, relax. Their high lord, who's Tarquin, he owes Reese a giant favor for saving his life under the mountain and for keeping Tarquin's secrets. So that's important. Let's not forget that. When we were under the mountain, there was that scene where someone from the summer court was caught trying to sneak out. And Amarantha had Reese read his mind. And it was like very clear that Tarquin had been in on it or had given the orders or there was some kind of plan going on. But Reese basically was like, no, this guy acted alone and then like killed him instantly instead of, which was a mercy. Yeah. Because Amarantha basically 
asked to torture for Reese to torture this guy and to like uncover any plans and Reese really spared them so and Tarquin knows that but Cassian does bring a good bring up a good point here um he he points out that it's one thing to have favorite in the night court even when everyone knows what happened to an extent and knows that she's there but now they're talking about taking her to a new court and parading her around as a member of the night court which does send a very clear message yeah because that wasn't she didn't tell tamlin that in her letter no (laughs) there wasn't uh there wasn't enough enough characters for that no (laughs) but reese has made up his mind and he walks back into the house of wind and Feyre follows him and she stops him and she asks any more traps that i should know about before tomorrow any more tricks up your sleeve and Reese says, and here I thought your notes the other night indicated you'd forgiven me. And Farah says, one would think a high lord would have more important things to do than pass notes back and forth. And he says, I do, but I find myself unable to resist the temptation. The same way you can't resist watching me whenever we're out. So territorial. <laughs> Ooh, he called her out. Called her out. And Farah thinking, Farah's thinking that whatever this flirty banter rhythm that they have it's just very easy very fun and she's starting to like to lean into it even more than she already has Mm -hmm. and so she says you haven't been able to keep away from me since cal and mai it seems which like whoa we have not talked about cal and mai in a while in a long time i forgot about that when they met yeah And then he flicks her nose and says, which is the last line of our chapter, I can't wait to see what that sharp tongue of yours can do at the summer court, he said, gaze fixed on my mouth and vanished into shadow. And that's the end of chapter 31. Well, let's find out what it can do (laughs) in the summer court. Okay, so chapter 32 the plan is Reese is going to winnow Feyre, Amran, and himself to Adriata, which is a city in the summer court. And they're going to stay there while Feyre is pretending to get tours of the city while she's really hunting for the book. And Reese is in his full, you know, high lord mask. He's wearing his suit. He's ready to... We were excited. I think we in the episode before this, we had said like, Excited to see him outside of the inner circle again and see how he acts. Yeah. So this is very much an opportunity to see him. Not with on his, his show again. Not Yeah. Yeah. And Farah is wearing this like pretty lilac flowy dress for summer. She did her hair. She feels really pretty. She comes down the stairs and Reese is in a bad mood, which throws her off guard because she was expecting compliments. <laughs> and then they winnow. And they arrive, and the first thing she sees is the ocean. And when she describes the city, it sounds beautiful. Like, light stone buildings, turquoise water, ships it's in the Atlantis. harbor. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people around. And then she sees the High Lord of the Summer Court, Tarquin. And he welcomes them to Adriata. But not only can she remember meeting him, a part of her feels like she actually knows him. Like, the part that he gave to her is, like, alive 
like she's more alive she's here. tied to him not as strongly as reese because they have the bond from the bargain yeah but like she just has a tie to all of the high lords yeah so reese says hello he introduced- i wonder wait i wonder no because she was with tamlin with her powers so never mind. Like, I was wondering if maybe when she eventually is reunited with Tamlin, if she's going to feel that connection and be mm-hmm. like, oh, no, maybe I made a mistake, like mistaking it for for feelings. Yeah. Yeah. But no, she she already. I don't know. Never mind. Yeah, she really wasn't in tune with her powers, though. That's true. Time. That's, but that's true. interesting. Um, So Reese introduces Amran. And he and Amran are acting very much in according with their reputation. Like, tough, slightly cruel. Amran basically says to Tarquin, oh, well, at least you're more handsome than your other cousin, who was the previous High Lord and was, like, murdered by Amarantha. So, just being very... Yeah. And then Reese introduces Feyre, which is really the moment we've been waiting for. And Tarquin doesn't smile. He's staring at her chest, like almost like he can see where he dropped that spark of life and like yeah if like he's kind of seeing something in her or maybe he can feel the bond between them two and so reese trying to brush this off just says her breasts are rather spectacular aren't they delicious as ripe apples i literally hate that line i hate that line too (laughs) what if someone just talked about your boobs like that like right in front of you it I would so uncomfy. Yeah, I would like hunch over. Makes me want to hunch over. Yeah. Ugh. And Feyre knows she's supposed to play along, so she says, "And here I thought you had a fascination with my mouth." And I just wrote, "This confuses me. This, their <laughs> games confuse me." <laughs> I mean, she—they're definitely like playing the part, but I'm like, "Good lord, you're just making everyone uncomfortable." Yeah, but what part is she? Like, him and her aren't supposed to, like, be together. So, like, their flirty banter is just... It's just... It's misplaced. It's misplaced. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't seem like a a part of the game that's necessary yet. It's very much happening. Yeah. But, yeah. Then Reese is like, why don't we all get comfortable? And the woman with Tarquin says they have refreshments to prepare. And, like, let's all go inside. And this person, we learn, is Cressida, the princess of Adriata. And then we also meet... Varian, Cressida's brother, Prince of Adriata, who is staring at Amran, like sizing her up because people definitely know about Amran. And when you meet her, you definitely get the sense that she's not Faye. Right. So they go to the palace. Reese and Tarquin are discussing Ninsar, which is a minor holiday coming up. And Feyre realizes Callan Mai won't be far after that. I can't wait till we get to the chapter when Cal and Mai. I'm just like, what is going to happen? Because, yeah. like, is he going to just bang some other girl? But also, like, he can't bang Feyre. He can't bang Feyre. No. <laughs> um, also, do they, like, have to go? Like, would Resand have to go, technically? I don't know. Is he? <laughs> I don't know. We haven't reached it yet. Oh, my God. Okay. Carry I don't on. know. <laughs> we just know that if he doesn't do it, the crops will die. <laughs> <laughs> will they? Will they? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my 
god just like they'll starve if the water wraith doesn't give them all their food yeah it's weird though to think about like yeah what what would have happened even if Feyre had married him because technically like if you married someone do you technically pick them every time like it's it's like a it's like a instinct thing what if you see someone really hot and you could just be like oh my instincts told me I picked them like I don't know like you know he's not himself yeah and if they pick the wife every time like isn't that just like another day yeah <laughs> like is that really bringing the magic you know yeah and I kind of got the sense it was somewhat on display you know what I mean they were just in that cave and everyone's like gathered around the cave oh yeah because it's it's just so overall I think Feyre dodged a bullet <laughs> <laughs> there's no good solution as the wife of someone who has to bang someone publicly once a but year. I, <laughs> I am curious to find out, though, what happens, like, what he does. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so, Reese asks Tarquin how repairs have been going post-Amarantha, and if any valuables were lost during her occupation, which is not very subtle, And Tarquin says, no, not the most important things, blah, blah, blah. Tarquin leads them to a room to chat with a beautiful ocean view. And Feyre's taking it all in. She really seems to like the summer court. Just, I mean, at least thinks it's beautiful. And she tells Tarquin, like, you must be proud to have such stunning lands. And he says, how do they compare to the ones you've seen? And she says, well, everything in Prithian is lovely compared to the mortal realm, which is a very good, like, political answer. Yeah. And without then he, giving anything away about the night court. Mm-hmm. And then he asks her if being an immortal is lovelier than being a human. And she looks him up and down and says, you tell me. And he's like, oh, you are a pearl. But I knew that from the day you threw the bone at Amarantha. And Feyre sees an opportunity here to, like, find her way in with him, basically, as they're talking. So she, quite boldly, says, I do not remember you being quite so handsome under the mountain. The sunlight and sea suit you. It's like, whoa. (laughs) It's much bolder than the typical Feyre we get. It's much bolder to someone you just met. But she knows it. That's true. (laughs) That's true. But Tarquin just says, how exactly do you fit within Rhysand's court? And Feyre almost, like this almost throws her off her game because she almost says, I don't know. Yeah. But Reese, very convenient that he can feel her like panic, panic because he, he jumps in and says that she's a member of his inner circle and emissary to the mortal lands. And then the group starts discussing the war. So Reese informs them of Highburn's imminent attack and Tarquin says immediately that, of course, the summer court will fight against Highburn. So that's good. Yeah. But then he asks if Reese is here to ask Tarquin to fight in a different war, which is confusing as you're reading it. You're like, what is he talking about? But then Cressida chimes in and says, High lords have gone to war for less, you know. Doing it over such an unusual female would be nothing unexpected. So she's talking about Tamlin. Which is crazy. Going to war over Feyre. Which would be crazy 
toxic masculinity you know and this is wait i remember something that we said when we recorded the first oh time. god what did we say it's like this is like 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 if the president of the united states went to war with russia because his girlfriend or wife <laughs> broke up with him <laughs> literally literally how crazy yes i remember that like like <laughs> like president president biden's wife which is the first lady i don't horrible that i don't know her name right now but that she like Dr. literally Jill. slept with Putin. Yeah. And we went to war. Yeah. With Russia. With Russia. <laughs> literally. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. And this is brand new information to Farah, which I'm kind of like, Reese should have prepped her a little bit that at least that was a possibility. I mean, maybe not, but she's really caught off guard here, like fully panicking because that didn't even cross her mind. She was so stressed though. And Reese, I think in Reese's head, he's like, I can handle Tamlin. Like, I need to protect... Like, I need Feyre to be okay. I can handle Tamlin if he throws a fit. Yeah. It's just in this situation, Feyre didn't know she was literally breaking the law, which we found out now. Like... Oh, well, yeah. We haven't said that yet. Yeah. So... Anyway, so he maybe should have said this. Yeah. <laughs> so Farrah's <laughs> freaking out, but she manages to keep her composure and is like, that's not going to happen. Like, Tamlin's not going to go to war for me. And Cresta's like, oh, really? So you're you're speaking with Tamlin then? Your friends? <laughs> <laughs> and Farrah says, there are things that are public knowledge and things that are not. My relationship with him is well known. Its current standing, however, is none of your concern. And here's where Cresta drops a bombshell. And here's where I do feel like Feyre needed to be more informed. Yeah. Because she has nothing. She has, like, no words to say after this. Cresta says, oh, then what a relief that we're not harboring a stolen bride. And we don't need to bother returning her to her master as the law demands. Boom. Yeah. How What ancient laws are these? Yeah. Apparently it is the law in Prithian that even if Feyre swears loyalty to Reese, even if she has a broken up with Tamlin, which I need to understand this law better. Cause like what she was, anyway, she's still considered Tamlin's bride in this scenario. And so Tamlin basically owns her like literally. Ugh, gross. And if Tamlin knew Feyre was in the summer court and told Tarquin to hand her over, Tarquin would have to or risk war himself. And the Spring Court and Summer Court are right next to each other. Yeah. Yeah. All of this is like really serious conversation and like shocking when you're reading it. And I'm just laughing because all of my notes, I still refer to Tamlin every time as Tammy Tam. <laughs> like in my notes. It's Tammy Tam. Wants to I, I literally says, I'm nervous about what Tammy Tam is going to hear about this. <laughs> It's a very endearing nickname for someone we're really mad at right now. I know. I just really stuck <laughs> Tammy with Tammy Tam's like, army might attack. <laughs> <laughs> Did oh, you know man. on TikTok he's called Tampon? No. Yeah. And I think, I I never knew really why he was called Tampon. But one time I was texting you something about the podcast. And I typed Tamlin and it auto-corrected to Tampon. Oh. So I'm guessing that's where the bit originated from yeah isn't that funny that is funny yeah damn he really just gets shit on (laughs) it's like i'm all for talking shit but then sometimes it goes too far and i'm like 
we're really mean as if he's like a real person <laughs> I noticed that when Kat was on it was so funny because you would be like it was the episode where he literally locked her in and you were like this is disgusting like I hate him blah blah and then Kat would be like piling on you're like well let's not be too mean <laughs> <laughs> And then Kat would be like, say something like, oh, well, I guess I could get where, guess where, I could get where he's coming from. And you're like, well, no, it's un- <laughs> unexcusable. <laughs> I'm so conflicted. Oh, man, it's hard. It's hard. It is hard. It's but just not black and white, okay? No, it's really not, which is why the series is so good. <laughs> um, but yeah, in this situation, this is new information to Feyre that basically anywhere she goes but it's new information to favor that she's still considered tamlin's property basically like yeah disgusting for the future and all eternity all of eternity well i mean surely there's a way i mean they don't specify what the law is that's kind of why we need to know the specifics oh my god i did not pay all of eternity (laughs) there must be something to break this I mean, again, that's just my words. Like, we know, that's all we know about the law is that um, she's considered his bride. Random question. A morbid thought crossed my mind. Um, if Tamlin dies and he has no heir, who's the High Lord of the Spring Court? I don't know. I don't know. That oh has not God. been explained. Oh, my God. Okay. Even in all five books, that hasn't it hasn't been explained. Okay, well that it's helpful to know that Tamlin doesn't die. <laughs> oh well, uh, it just hasn't been explained. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're just staring at each other. <laughs> well, I was just thinking if that's like the only way to get her out is him dying. But then I was like, well, what would happen if he died? Besides Lucian being just distraught. <laughs> That's sad. The one person grieving is Lucian. <laughs> so anyway, luckily, Tarquin doesn't want to hand Feyre over. Right. Big right, gamble right. on Reese's part, but Tarquin doesn't want to hand her over. He's like, Reese is our guest. His friends are our guests. We will treat them as the people who saved our lives when all it would have taken was one word from Reese and I would be dead. And then Tarquin's like, you know, don't take Cressida's caution personally. We've been trying to rebuild. It's been really hard and she's made a lot of sacrifices. And Reese says, we've all made sacrifices. And you now sit at this table with your family because of the ones Feyre made. So you'll forgive me, Tarquin, if I tell your princess that if she sends word to Tamlin or any of your people try to bring her to him, their lives will be forfeit. Reese loves coming into other people's houses and, <laughs> and throwing threats. his dick on the table. I'm <laughs> yeah. pretty sure that's what I said last time. That is what you said last time. <laughs> Oh my god. I had never heard that phrase before. <laughs> you haven't? I think no. John says it all the time. Um, but yes. That's so funny. <laughs> he does though. He really does. <laughs> and yeah, Tarquin is not having it. He says, Don't threaten me in my own home, Resand. My gratitude only goes so far. And Reese says, It's not a threat, it's a promise. <laughs> Ooh, burn. And Feyre, of all people, chimes in to keep the peace. She says, no wonder immortality never gets dull. And that makes Tarquin laugh. 
and she can feel Reese's approval through the bond. And that's the end of chapter 32. So good. These were a great set of chapters. Yeah. No, Feyre's good at this. She's really good at playing the games. I would be really bad in this situation. I think she's good at like, she's obviously so bad at displaying her emotions and like being herself. So I feel like she kind of thrives in a character. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually a really good point. She's good on her feet too. Yeah. Yeah. So last chapter, chapter 33, Feyre is in her room in the summer court and Reese bursts in. He's disgruntled. His shirt is unbuttoned. He looks slightly distressed. And he says, just without even saying hello or anything, he says, the problem I've realized will be that I like Tarquin. I even like Cressida. Varian I could live without, but I bet in a few weeks with Cassian and Asriel and he'd be thick as thieves. Feyre is like, okay. And so Reese then says, I want you to do what you have to do without making enemies of anyone here. So it complicates things that they're not stealing from people they don't like. They're stealing from people who Reese is deemed right off the bat as good people. Yeah. So that makes it actually harder. And then Reese says, do you like that Tarquin can't stop looking at you? I can't tell if it's because he wants you or because he knows you have his power and wants to see how much. And favors. <laughs> I remember last time when we recorded this when I was drunk. This is when I just like randomly started speaking in Spanish. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I wish we still had that. <laughs> I do remember that because I was like, pardon? <laughs> and I was like, I don't know why I just said that in Spanish. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, Faye was like, why not both? And oh, yes. What is the phrase you said? I said, por que no dos dos? Yeah. And I was like, what? <laughs> and you just repeated it again. Again. Oh I do not speak Spanish at all. For the, for the record. Um, Reese is like, yeah, but having a high lord lusting after you is a dangerous game. And Feyre says, first you taunt me with Cassian and now Tarquin. Can't you find another way to annoy me? And then Reese comes closer. So she's standing next to her dresser. He puts his arms on either side of her, like caging her in, closing in on her against the dresser that she's pinned against. And he says, he starts like whispering. He says, you have one task here, Feyre, one task that no one can know about. So do anything you have to in order to accomplish it, but get that book and do not get caught. And Feyre's like, why is he mansplaining my job to me? <laughs> so she goes, she goes, anything? If I fucked him for it, what would you do? It's just like unnecessary, but it's, okay. It's just like, why take it here? I know. And it says, his pupils flared and gaze dropped to my mouth. You say such atrocious things. And then he looks her in the eye and says, you are always free to do what you want. So go ahead. She's like, fine, maybe I will. Again, they're playing this game of like chicken, like yeah. hook up chicken. Like who's going to call, who's going to call each other's bluff. Yeah. So then he comes even closer and says, do not jeopardize the mission. 
it's like I remember this scene I when I was reading for the first time it was like whoa sexual tension off the freaking charts like breaking the scale (laughs) I know how are they not how are they not kissing yet yeah like they're inches away it sounds like he's like whispering he has her pinned against the wall do not compromise the mission like so dramatic so dramatic they're both like breathing heavy it's just a lot and then Reese looks at the candle on the dresser and says light it and she tries to summon fire but instead a wave comes through the window like someone just threw a bucket of water at them and she's like, ah, but she can feel Reese laughing like quietly. And he says, can't you ever just follow orders? But it's like her being in the summer court. She's just so in tune with Tarquin's power that resides right. in her. Yeah. And she can feel it coming alive. And she can just tap into it so much more easily. Mm-hmm. So she does something cool here. She masters her powers for the first time. Like so far, she hasn't been able to do pretty much anything. But this is the first time she does something intentional. Mm -hmm. She like rises the water from the floor and makes them into little crystal like droplets just hovering all around them. So cool. I wrote the same thing. I said, I'm all I said, I am so proud of Faye. Let me restart. I said, I am so proud of Faye because I think that that was the most control she has ever held over her power this far. Yes. On the same page. We love it. Love it. And Reese says, I suggest you not show Tarquin that little trick in the bedroom. And then she sends them all shooting into his face. And then Reese starts backing away, but Feyre first asks, will he go to war over me? Obviously meaning Tamlin. And Reese says, I don't know. And Feyre says, you know, I would go back if it came to that. Rather than make the night court fight over me, I would go back. And Reese is like, really? Like, would that win you back? Someone going to war over you? And Feyre's like, no, but I would go back. I don't want to see any more pain. I don't want to see any more suffering, especially over me. And then Reese starts walking away. But before he leaves, he says, he locked you up because he knew. The bastard knew what a treasure you are, that you're worth more than land or gold or jewels. He knew and he wanted to keep you all to himself. Wow. I kind of said that. Not, I think he means it on a deeper level. But remember when Ianthe was like, was talking about how Reese might want to keep her and have and procreate with her to make powerful children? Yeah. And they were saying, like, if she, if she is training her powers and people find out about her powers, like, she might be a target for that purpose. Yeah. And it's like, and I was like, I wonder if Tamlin has those thoughts too. I said that. I did. Everyone go back and listen. And I feel like that's kind of what Rhysand's implying here. Like he wanted to keep her hidden. Like I do think he loved her, but I think he also like one was also a little jealous of the power that she had of his and also wanted to keep her for himself. Yeah. No, I I remember you saying that. I remember you saying it both ways. Like the, there was two theories. Um one like Tamlin wants her for her power or Tamlin um is threatened by her power. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because I kept talking and like that's oh, why all the like- other high lords are threatened by you and you were like 
well are, are you? you yeah exactly exactly and yeah. same thing like threatened and or you know intrigued mm-hmm. either way wants it all for himself he yeah. doesn't want other people to know yeah exactly but Feyre says you know he did slash does love me Resand. and Reese says the issue isn't whether he loved you it's how much too much love can be a poison and I wrote, I get what he's saying, but I kind of disagree. I don't think it was the amount. It's how he was showing it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he loved her. I don't think he was, and he was kind of obsessed with her in this weird way, but it was just how he was showing it. Yeah. And yeah. he was, like, afraid to lose it. Or afraid yeah, to it lose was her. almost like, yeah, his fear was yeah. his poison. Yeah. So later that night... Oh, this is a good way to end. This was, mm-hmm. this, I remember this, we had like differing opinions here a little bit. <laughs> so you just have more grace. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> so later that night, Tarquin throws them a booze cruise tour of the city and Feyre and Tarquin are kind of paired up talking. And what's interesting is Reese and Cressida are paired off talking. So Reese is barely looking at Feyre. He's not acknowledging her. And she's like, that's rude because I thought I looked great tonight. This is the second time she's gotten all dressed up and he hasn't been complimenting her. (laughs) Which shows also how much he like, I guess on the day to day must be like, you look amazing. Yeah. (laughs) Because when he doesn't compliment her, she's like, is he mad at me? Yeah. Um, For the first time though, she says, she feels feminine, like soft, pretty. She's wearing this really like girly dress, like cur- like has curled her hair, has makeup on, and it's been a minute since she's gotten all dolled up. Yeah, love that. It's from really her. showing her her growth. Yeah. So, but through the conversation with Tarquin, Favor learns that the Summer Court has a lot of treasure that they were able to save from Amarantha, and. In a smart move, she asks to see this treasure from the lens of, oh, my father was a merchant and it's in the family business. I used to like go and, or she used to whatever, like what's it called? Um, when you're like determining the price of something. Value, appraise. Appraise. When you appraise, she used to like appraise some of the goods. So would love to see what mortal riches is compared to what you offer. But throughout this whole conversation, Feyre's like, Reese still won't look at me. She's very distracted. But Tarquin agrees to take her on a tour. And then he asks her what the mortal world is like. And Feyre takes him through her family history and basically describes the mortal world as very classist and pretty brutal. And Tarquin tells her that he actually believes that Prithian has some class, class issues because of the inherent power of the high fae versus lesser fae and that some people including him think that the system should change like where you're born in life shouldn't depend on or sorry what you are able to do in your life should depend on where you were born into basically he's the woke high lord yeah literally (laughs) and is super impressed by him and she just feels awful that she's supposed to steal from him And then as she's analyzing him, he says, tell me what that look means. And she says, I'm thinking it would be very easy to love you. 
and easier to call you my friend. And she says, he smiled at me, broad and without restraint, and says, I would not object to either. And Feyre is like, it would be so easy to fall in love with this guy. And then she looks back to Reese and Cressida, and Cressida is almost like in his lap, and he has his hand on her back, drawing small circles on her skin. I feel like like she goes on about how Tarquin would be easy to love. He's too, he like this is gonna sound bad and elaborate, but he's too good for her. You know what like, I mean? Wholesome. Yeah, like he's just like, and this is, I don't mean this in a bad way, but like he's just like, I for I lost the word as I was about to say that, but like, Feyre and Resand are very complex emotional people. Mm-hmm. And Tarquin is very, yeah, just wholesome, like not. Doesn't have a dark side. Right. He just seems good. Yeah. And like, and Feyre's not just good, you know? So when I say she, he's too good for her, I don't mean it in that he's better than her. She just needs someone who is more complex emotionally like her. Yeah. She's willing to make trade-offs for the people that she cares about yeah like make sacrifices in her morals yeah you know yeah so anyway she sees Cressida who's basically in Resand's lap and she said Resand is smiling like a cat like tracing circles on the back of her hand she's biting her lip and like beaming at him and then Feyre instantly is like heart into stomach like oh my god what's happening and Tarquin is also looking at this scene and he says wow it's been many years since I saw Cressida looking like that and then it says my cheeks heated shame shame for what wanting to throttle her for no good reason Resand teased and taunted me but he never seduced me with those long intense stares the half smiles that were pure Illyrian arrogance I wrote, he doesn't seduce you because he has more respect for you. It's just one of his masks, Faye. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's sad because Farah's like, you know, her and me stand to have this flirty banter, but that's all it ever is. I don't think she's ever really thought that much about it until this point. And she's just like feeling raw emotion, seeing him so objectively flirting with someone else. And she loses all of the cool that she had since arriving at the summer court. Totally all of her cool. Um, The reason I have compassion for her in this moment, reading the reading the next few pages, she does act out of line. Like Rhysand doesn't isn't obviously doing anything wrong. But um, it's sad because she's having this realization that like her and Rhysand like flirt and whatever, but like, when it comes down to it, she is realizing how lonely she is and how lonely she's been for a really, really long time is what she says. Like and she thought him- that like it was almost helping her loneliness by thinking he was just as lonely. But then she sees him with someone. She's like, oh, no, I'm just the only one who's truly so lonely. But at the same time, I'm like, one, drama. Two, like you were also just flirting it up with Tarquin. 
Yeah. Maybe Tarquin's lonely. <laughs> yeah. Like, come on. And she just yeah. like, she's, she can't sit there and talk like a fucking adult anymore. She strolls off and goes and sits on the boat, like dramatically gazing out of the ocean for like hours, the rest of the boat ride. Yeah. It is. I'm just like show like, yeah so she just shows all her cards yeah what happens is she's still watching them reese like leans in to to hear something that chris is saying like she's basically kissing his the side of his face their hand they're holding hands and farah says she's it wasn't sorrow or despair or terror that I mean, why would she be why would it be terror was it, <laughs> was it sorrow or despair that or terror that hit me but unhappiness such bleak sharp unhappiness that i got to my feet and then Reese looks at her, but in his eyes, he's to her. It looks like he has no, no thought, right? no thought, doesn't care. She doesn't feel anything through the bond. She's not even bothering to raise her shields. Like, so he must be feeling a, at least a glimmer of what she's feeling. Obviously, it's a very strong emotion, but he doesn't seem to care. He like goes back to laughing at what Cressida is telling him. Um. And this also reminds me of in the first chapter, maybe when it's the night before her wedding and she's so unhappy and in that big party of people, but feels super alone. And then she's going upstairs to bed, just like feeling so unhappy. And she looks back and Tarquin's like surrounded by friends laughing, having the time of his life. Yeah. Yeah. I think it just sucks when the person that you have been feeling the closest to, but it's different now because like Tamlin and her should be in sync Reese and her she's come to she's come to to expect them to be in sync but he doesn't owe her that at that point they're not together but that's what she's been used to I think that's like been the one relationship she feels like she can depend on like when she's feeling something he's there for her and in this moment she's so sad and he's like basically to her she's thinking he's just about to go hook up with this hot girl (laughs) like yeah and she feels lonely yeah um and I get it, but I didn't buy it for one minute. Like, I think that's why I have such less grace is, is I'm just like, I, I don't, they're not hooking up. Like I, and I said this when we first recorded it, like, I just was like, there's no way there's no way. Yeah. She doesn't, she, she's not on the same page. <laughs> she's so sad. Um, so she literally gets up, like you said, goes outside to get some air and she spends the rest of the boat night alone outside it's not speaking to anyone and she's going through this whole thought process like i thought reese and i maybe had something but maybe i maybe all his flirting and and banter was really just to make sure i wasn't breaking yeah and it was like what i needed but it's not that deep and that's a really sad thought um so she's just She's just needing to be alone. She doesn't realize that the ride is over. So she's been out there for like over an hour at least. And she doesn't realize that um, she was hoping to see Reese, you know, come out and walk home together. But when she gets back on land, Reese and Cressida are nowhere to be seen. And that's the end of chapter 33. What will happen next? We did it. We did it. I'm surprised at how much came back to me. I know. I like, feel like I re- not remember even a lot. the content, but like just the th- funny things that we said. Yeah. Um, 
So yay, we did it. Um, I'm don't worry, everyone. I will watch as Izzy saves it down. Yep. Uh, yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> not that I have much help. I'm not good at technology. But um, honestly, if it doesn't work this time, <laughs> we're just not releasing episode nine. <laughs> we're just not. Um, we'll put the link to the audiobook and you can you can listen to it there. Um, yeah, it's this or nothing. We're not doing this. <laughs> I did enjoy reliving those. Those were great chapters. Yeah. Definitely the best chunk. Yeah, so as we got into it, it was really good. When we started, I was like, Oh my god, yeah, I'm back here. But no, this was fun. Um I feel like we remembered a lot of the good moments from the time we did record. So I feel great about this. Me too. (laughs) Crushed it. (laughs) Okay. Well, thanks everyone for listening. Join us next episode for chapters 34 through 37. And follow us on Instagram at gals on topic. Follow us on TikTok at gals on topic. Follow us, subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star review, and we'll see you next time. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye.